Welcome to All Kinds. I'm Chaya. From winding down to easing pain, the potential of CBD seems to be limitless. But does it really work? The Borat fallout. Would you agree to participate? Everyone knows the American culture wars. Well, what about other countries? We'll do some weekly updates. Kim K celebrates her 40th. Jailhouse podcast. And Celine Dion is the next ingenue. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you're all having a good week. I know it's been a little crazy. Everyone's talking about the big election coming up. And I know uh, everyone's got thoughts. So no matter what happens, no matter what the nobles decide, I just hope we have a better future. Everyone is just exhausted about everything. So hopefully things get a little better. So we'll see how it all plays out. And in other news, I'm sure you guys all saw this. Kim Kardashian is also celebrating her 40th. I know it's my birthday month, but I do have to share with others. And she celebrated in a big way and uh, she posted it all over social media. What she said is that she had quarantined friends and family and then surprised them all with a trip to a private island so they can experience life as normal. She got a ton of backlash for it because... As you can see, everyone else is really struggling with this, but she's, you know, life for the rich. She can do these kinds of things. And I think she should have done it, but maybe not, you know, blasted it everywhere, especially everyone can see all the workers were all masked up. So I don't think they got tested and quarantined. And who knows, maybe that whole island is infected right now. And her sister's trying to defend her. My friend said to me that, you know, Chloe's going around saying that they were so happy to have them there. I mean, they're just out of touch. They just really don't get it. So I can see why she's got backlash. They don't seem to realize it. And I'm sure people will still keep buying all their stuff and they'll still be influencing. I'm just waiting for them when they're replaced with the new batch of Kardashians. There's always some fascination that happens in our culture. And I'm sure we'll be treated to the next one. Who only knows who it will be? I don't know if people will get sick of them, but Hey, it's coming to the end of my 40th birthday month celebration, and uh, I guess she wanted to kick hers off in style. She also got a hologram of her late father as a gift from her husband, which to me is a little weird, but, you know, she also put that out. But a lot of people live their lives completely on social media, tone deaf or not, that they don't care. She's super rich, she can do what she wants, and she's going to brag about it. So everybody, screw yourselves, and that's what they're up to. You know, she's rich and privileged, and she wanted to let everybody know that, and she certainly did. So I'm not surprised with the backlash, and I'm sure this won't be the last of it. I'm sure they'll do something else foolish soon enough. That's for sure. Well, apart from that, uh, everyone loves Celine Dion, and, you know, I'm from Montreal, so they have a particular love for her, and she's going to be acting for the first time in a romantic comedy This will be interesting. It seems to me like Slynn is really living her best life these days. You know, Uh, she's running around as a fashion icon now. I mean, obviously before the pandemic and, you know, she's got these younger love interests. Her kids are getting older. She seems to be having like a whole new lease on life. And now she's going to be our little darling ingenue. She's going to get these lovebirds together. Also in the movie is Priyanka Chopra. You know, she's married to one of the Jonas Brothers. And this guy, Sam Hoogman, I don't think I could say that, but it's going to be a romantic drama. Of course, the soundtrack is going to be all Celine. There's no doubt about that. But we've never actually seen her acting. So I don't know how big a part they're going to give her. And I don't know what the role is going to be. But so far, it looks very promising. I'll say that. That'll be fun. And in other news, I don't know if you guys remember the Fire Festival. 
So they put this guy, Billy McFarland, uh, he's the guy who organized that whole fire festival. This was supposed to be like a high end, like kind of Coachella, but for like really exclusive people that all these celebrities were selling on Instagram and they were all part of it. And it turned out to be like a big shit show. And people were eating like, you know, a sandwich with one piece of bread and were left out with like no accommodation. Now, you guys all heard the scandal and there was, you know, the Netflix and then the Hulu version. This guy's in jail for all this, actually, for scamming the investors. And he's got a podcast and they put him in solitary confinement for doing a podcast. I was like, what the hell is this guy even planning to do in his podcast? What is he going to talk about who he's planning to shank reviews of the cafeteria? The latest love after lockup episodes. I was like, what the hell would this be about? So I looked it up and it's just basically him telling his version of the story. I'm like, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares. I don't think people even remember it. That's why I told you guys in case you forgot. So he's going to be in solitary confinement for that. I don't even know why that made the news, but it did. And that's pretty much been the weekly updates news from what I've seen. Another big thing is the Borat movie is just huge. It's just what anyone's talking about. And a lot of people, if you didn't see the movie, I uh, hope I'm not spoiling it, but there is a character in there, this black woman who takes in Tutar, who's the daughter character. Borat needs her to babysit her. And anyway, she ends up being the moral compass of the show. Well, it's come out that she wasn't paid. Her pastor has had to do a GoFundMe. And so far today, I'm I'm recording this on Friday, it's raised $124,000. So she's unemployed, but she was just a really kind lady who's been worried about Tutar, if you see the movie Understand Why, for like over a year now. And she thought she was just doing a documentary. She didn't know who Sasha Barrett is, or that's what they're saying. I mean, no one's seen an interview with her in particular, but her name is Janice Jones. And she thought she was just participating in a documentary. And, you know, you could feel bad and all that. And of course, she should be paid. She's unemployed. And this is scripted, even though it's a documentary, like Borat and the the daughter, she's paid. She's an actress. And they got $80 million from Amazon just to distribute it. I don't know what they got paid for the movie in general, but just distribution rights. So there's a lot of money. And I think she definitely should be paid. Or I was asking, you know, Bruno and I were talking about it. And I said, if someone has a speaking role, like there are people who are actors in this movie and then other people who they interact with, they're speaking and they've signed a release but you know it's it's a documentary, but then it's not if there's other, you know, the scenes are being contrived in some sense, right? These aren't who they purport to be, right? The Tutar is not really Borat's daughter, for example. I, I'm not spoiling this by telling you that. I think speaking roles should be paid. Now, we were just wondering, we were talking about this together. I'm like, so if she really didn't know, why didn't she call the police? Like, I would have probably called the police I don't want to give away the movie, but basically there's some very backward views that uh, Borat, the way he treats his daughter, you know, and he has her on a chain and he gives her like a dog bowl for she'll drink water out of this. Well, I think that's like abusive. Uh, I'm surprised she didn't call the police. Maybe she did. And we don't know. We don't know the whole story. No one's interviewed her yet. But I do think if you're going to be in one of these documentaries, especially like she does make a significant part of the movie. She, they, people are calling her the moral compass of the movie. You know, and then she's unemployed here and they they were in her home. Yes, she signed a waiver to be in a documentary, but it's not what, you know, it's not in good faith because she didn't really know all the details. Like if they had told her, OK, afterward, oh, it's not a real documentary. Um, you know, we're, we're also doing a movie. This is Borat. You might have seen this. You know, she didn't know. So she, she was kind of roped into it. It's the same thing we talked about last week. I said the Holocaust survivor. So it's not the Holocaust survivors who were suing. One of the ladies passed away before the film was released and her 
daughter or her family was suing. It's been dropped, the lawsuit. She did sign a waiver, and I think they did know what they were doing, and they were happy to be part of it to, you know, try to demystify some of the some of the themes that, you know, Borat was coming at them with in character. So they thought they were performing like a good service in a way, and they knew they were in a documentary. I don't know if they knew it was specifically Borat, but it didn't hold up in court. You know, they had signed a waiver. So that one, they're not being paid. But definitely, if it's true that this Janice Jones wasn't paid, I know GoFundMe has raised that much money, but she should be paid, especially when you consider how much money. This has got to be the number one movie. And she has a big part. You know, she's they're in her car. They're in her home. And she took it very seriously, especially if she didn't know you're, you're going to watch this and be like, holy crap, like, that's not cool. Like she deserves like this woman should never have to work again, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, there's 80 million just for distribution. She should get a piece of that. There's no doubt. I don't know if I would participate in a documentary. I mean, to me, obviously, we would recognize he's so recognizable, Borat. He's been doing this for years, not just in the Borat character. But if someone approached you, would you be in a documentary? And, you know, you say to yourself, oh, I would. It depends on what it is or what it's for. But then again, she thought it was for something else. And here she is. Right. So I guess the moral of the story is be careful. And uh, I don't know if she's planning to sue or anything like that. I doubt it. But if she did, I'm sure she'd have a good case because whatever she signed wasn't in good faith. Obviously, it wasn't under the pretenses. I mean, if she's really this clueless, she should know. So if she didn't know that obviously it was misrepresented to her. But I don't think it'll go down that route. We'll see. But either way, so that's the movie that just everyone keeps talking about, not just the Giuliani thing. And he keeps coming out with different scenes that weren't in the movie. I'm like, I watched this movie. Where did that scene happen? So uh, I don't want to give it away again, but you might see some clips when he does interviews and you'll be like, wait a minute, was I sleeping during the movie? I don't think so. So a few other scenes because people would recognize him even in disguises and it caused some kerfuffles here and there and he had to get security involved. He was traveling with private security. I don't know if he did what he did for the first film. What I always remembered is in the first film with Borat, he didn't shower for five weeks. He wanted to smell like what he thought that people would think foreigners smell like. So he purposely didn't shower, smelt disgusting, and was getting in people's faces. I don't think he did that this time, but maybe he did. Who knows? Either way, we'll see what happens with that. But I don't think there's any more lawsuits coming out of the woodwork. So also what I wanted to talk to you guys about today is CBD. I don't know how you guys wind down. Everyone's got their own way. And like I said, everyone is just exhausted these days. And I get it. There's so many reasons. But I personally have fibromyalgia. So for those of you who don't know what that condition is, uh, I was recently diagnosed. In fact, just FYI, if you're suspicious, definitely get checked out because at first they thought it was MS. Thankfully, it isn't. Basically, it's where my nerves are reacting in a different way that's normal, and they react to pain and temperature and different stimuli in a different way. Essentially, it manifests itself differently in different people, and they're still researching and and finding out where it comes from. But for me, I wake up very, very sore as if I run a marathon, and I certainly haven't like every morning, and it goes away during the day. So I first thought it was just arthritis in certain joints. Because that's what I'd heard with arthritis, especially when you, you know, look up on WebMD and try to diagnose yourself. Just makes me more tired, I would say. So you have to know when to stop pushing yourself. And I can't really regulate temperatures. I might be hot in a cold area and vice versa. So what was recommended to me, I don't want to be on any medications, especially if I don't have to. I've always been of the old school way of saying, like, I don't want to take any medications because when I'm old, I'm going to need them and I want them to be effective. 
So I'm just like, ooh, unless I absolutely need to take something for something, I'm not doing it. Even with a headache, I'll try to tough it out. So it was recommended me to go the medical CBD route because I don't know if you guys have smoked in the past. I mean, I've tried different things, especially as a teenager, but I just don't do well with, I guess, drugs. I don't see marijuana as a drug and it is fully legal here. So it's not an issue, but the whole, it's too much confusion. Even though you can go to, we have dispensaries, just, you know, regular dispensaries. You don't need authorization or anything like that. But the reason I went the medical route is they could do like a workup of you and whatever condition you have. I mean, it has so many potentials and then give you proper dosage or a proper way to take it. Like, oh, you should take it twice a day or three times a day. I have a friend who's just working so hard and she's also a mom. So it's been nonstop, especially this year. And she said her CBD is the only thing that just shut her brain off and let her relax. So, but you know, growing up in high school, she was able to smoke a lot of pot, whereas sometimes I was good and sometimes I was a little paranoid. So it all depends how you do with things. But, you know, the whole thing is it's between CBD and THC and they can have different reactions. But so far, there's been a lot of studies and it looks like it may help with reducing anxiety, depression, even acne, heart disease, possibly even cancer. The cancer part so far is only tested in mice and test tubes. So more research is needed. And I expect there's going to be a ton more research in all of these areas because there's so many possibilities for it. And it is a natural thing. Turns out your system does have like something with cannabis, endocannabinoid receptor activities. So I don't know what that means, but basically they're saying we can interact really well with it. But there's recreational use and then there's medical use. Now I've been doing it. I went and saw through a medical dispensary. They gave me a proper dose for my situation. Uh, It's very little THC. I have like one milligram THC to 30 milligram CBD. Now it is possible to just get CBD oil on its own, but uh, there's a big school of thought out there that thinks that you need to have it all together. It doesn't work as well. They call that the entourage effect. So that's why I would say consult someone. Sometimes the guy at the dispensary or the girl will just not know. And they'll be like, yeah, I like this one. It works great for me, but it might not work great for you. So try different ones. But just remember, THD stays in the body for 30 days. So if you've got to take a drug test for whatever reason, and it might be legal in certain places. I know in the States, certain states it's legal in certain places it's not. So just be sure, you know, and never cross the border with it. That's for sure. There's different ways to go about it, whether you're doing with the oils, the gummies. I even had chocolate at one point, which was very strong. But I can say for myself personally, I've been doing it. And what they had me doing was every morning and every evening taking a little bit with food. I haven't noticed anything major. A lot of the research right now is anecdotal. They haven't had enough time. And I'm sure they're going to do so much more because it's a money thing now. Cannabis stocks are soaring, right? Especially as you get more and more legal, they're producing it and there's a huge demand. So I think it was first like a little bubble. And then it like crashed, but now everyone's back on board. They seem to have figured it out. So for me, I'm just taking more CBD. It's I haven't noticed anything. I'll just be very frank with you guys. But a lot of people swear by it. So I'm going to keep doing it. It's been about a month and a half. They say it can take a couple months to really start working effectively in your system. So if that's the case, I'm looking forward to it. But I'm still waking up sore, still with the temperatures and everything. So I don't know. Have I been more anxious? No, but I wasn't that anxious really before it. So I'm not really noticing. That's my assessment right now. But if it works for you, great. I'm really hopeful that it does work and cure a lot of diseases and 
or they figure out that they have to use it with something else. So we'll see how that goes. And with that, uh, it's time for a commercial break. And this week's commercial is brought to you by Cake. Mary Antoinette famously said, let them eat cake. And I say, why not? Cake is not just for weddings or special occasions anymore, and it's delicious. You work hard and pay your taxes. You might not always get your slice of the pie, but there is a cake with your name on it. Did your company decide to plant a tree in your name instead of giving you a Christmas bonus? There's a cake for that. Overlooked for a promotion since the boss's idiot child took it instead? Go ahead, have some cake. Kids got into your cake after you repeatedly warned them not to? Second cake to the rescue. Whether it's a cupcake, strawberry shortcake, pancake, or even a flan, now you can have your cake and eat it too. Don't even get me started on ice cream cakes. And I'm back. Mmm, cake is so delicious. I used to love those McCain cakes. And especially, listen, if you are going to smoke a joint or you got their CBD concoction all figured out, go ahead and get your cake ready so you can chill out and relax. So I saw this interesting article this week that talked about uh, these people over in London saying how their whole social media is dominated by the American cultural wars. And they're saying that it needs to have a little more nuance. And I agreed with it because it's like, you know how we're used to like U.S. shows of The Office, for example, like they'll take a show from Britain and they'll do it here. I've seen it with Shameless, The Office, and there's many other examples. And there's a reason they make it more North American when they come here. We have a different culture and a different nuance. And specifically with the culture, and I've talked about this before, I have a good friend of mine who's a great person um, and she lives in a very multicultural area and she doesn't understand, she's Canadian, what the big deal on the blackface was, especially when Trudeau came out. And she, in a sense, she's right. In Canada, it doesn't have the same oomph. They, they don't go back into the history of minstrel shows and things like that. And the same goes for the UK. And we saw that with the recent Adele scandal, right, where it, they defended her in Britain. They were like, no, this is not an issue. And we're proud to have her celebrate in this way. She's part of the community. And this Caribbean festival has gone on every year for the community she's from. And but it's different. Also, if you look at it in Europe and in the article, it mentioned it, too. They're much more interracial than North America. Like you see many, many more. There are many, many more black people on TV and people of color. And for example, they gave a stat that there's only like 3% of the population, I think, in London are black and like 6% of all doctors are black. So they have opportunity there. It's not the same as, for example, United States. We all have our problems. I'm not going to say there's not racism in Europe. For sure there is. And the same in Canada. But it's different. It's not the same uh, in terms of how they look at people of color and how they interact with them. And I think that's why there's some confusion and people are just nervous to even ask out. Like what I was talking last week about portrait artists of the year and they have a mix of people and it struck us like you wouldn't see that with an American show. You might see one or two here and there, but you're not going to just have a full mix. We're sort of used to it living in, you know, diverse multicultural communities and that's what we've grown up in. So that's why, I mean, when you saw the Trudeau blackface, the, he has other people of color in that photo smiling with him who didn't see a problem with it. A lot of people didn't back then. That's why he did it like repeatedly. But in America, that has a very different connotation. I'm not saying it's right here, but to understand just how bad it is, you know, they might not understand it in other countries. They have their own issues. Like I know that we, I think around every Christmas we always hear about, I'm not sure where it is, but they have this Black Pete. I think it's in, in somewhere in Holland or Netherlands or something. And he's like a big Christmas figure and they don't see what the big deal is, you know? And of course, that's a big deal over here. But I don't get it like how we're all supposed to adapt to one. And what Adele did 
would not have been okay here. She certainly wouldn't have been defended. That's for sure. So it's more nuanced. That's what they're saying. They said they feel like they're living with a rhinoceros in the living room. It was in the Atlantic, actually. They're saying, you know, the whole internet world is trapped in the American culture war, you know, because now Twitter is, you know, dealing with the election and stuff. But what if you're in England? And what if you're in Ireland or anywhere else? You're in Africa and you go onto Twitter and you're seeing all these things. And you're like, what does this mean for me here? Like, you don't see that happening in your country. So when we have these discussions, I guess what I'm saying is they need to be a little more nuanced, a little more regional. We can't just adopt one because we're not in that culture. So we're not going to understand it fully. And I think maybe, you know, there has to be a little more understanding that, okay, well, this person's not from here, so they may not know. So perhaps I know people are saying everyone's exhausted to having to repeat things, but if they're not living in the situation, they don't know what you're talking about. And that's what I was saying. And this person who asked me, why is blackface such a big deal? I mean, I'm from the States originally. I get it. But I hear that more and more around me. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a big deal. And I'm, I know people of color who have done it, you know, trying to be their favorite character on Halloween. But these are Canadians, mind you. So that's very different. So they're probably going through it all going, OK, but not to excuse it, but just the whole lesson of it needs to come out. I think the problem is, is rightfully when everyone condemns something, they don't explain why. And then you have this whole huge international audience from wherever just wondering, okay, they're saying that's wrong and I want to support that, but what does that mean? So I guess we need to explain the history and where things come from. People need to pay attention to history is what I'm saying, but it's different in different cultures. Well, that's pretty much what I've been up to this week. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens over the next few weeks and months, actually. Like I said at the top of the show, I'm really hoping things get better. So if you guys like what you hear, don't forget to check us out weekly on iTunes or on your preferred platform. Please give me a rating and subscribe to the show. Give me the stars you think we deserve. Check out our website at allkindspodcast.com. You can also hit us up on Twitter at allkindsweekly or on Instagram at allkindspodcast. I look forward to hearing from you and maybe I can discuss it on our next show. Thanks for listening.